Hey, I'm Daniel Colburn. And I'm Caleb Porzio. Welcome to 20% Time, where two co-workers discuss one programming topic every Friday for less than 20 minutes. Hey. Hey, Caleb. Hey, Daniel. What's up? Um, not much. I've... I've been in the woods all week, as you mentioned. Is that why you sound so chill? I'm very chilled out. I've been hanging in the woods, chilling out. Mellow. Really mellowing out. I heard you made a fire with a bow drill. I did. Friction fire with a bow drill. I've been trying it for a while, and I finally did it. And it's super hard. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it was pretty rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. I have my windows open and it's it's raining outside. And so there's kind of like a you might hear like what you would think is actually noise, like shh, right. hissing noise, like maybe bad audio. But actually that's rain. So if you hear that's that, great. that's rain. I'm I'm picturing your whole setup right now and I'm just loving it. You got the it's like very chill. trees right outside, the light coming in from the trees and then the rain uh-huh. outside while you're kicking your feet up on your nice desk with a bazillion monitors. I have two monitors. Two really big monitors. 28 inches, yes. That's a lot of inches. <sighs> Anything uh, happen this week in PRs while you were in the woods? Um, I guess not. A uh, couple little things. There there was a request pick. I don't know if you followed that request only, request pick, request all business a while uh-uh. ago. Did you did you follow any of that? It, it, I did not. It lived in, I think, Laravel internals or a pull request. I think it lived in a, a series of pull requests. But basically, there's all these, these like, there's like request only and then request accept or I don't know. I'm totally, I, I don't really know. But um, request intersect and request. Basically, like all these different request methods, you nobody knows how they should behave. Like there's all these arguments on how they should behave and everybody has different opinions. And it kind of like doesn't line up. So anyway, all this crazy discussion. And then I think it was resolved like, okay, when 5.5 comes out, we're just going to make request all behave like one way. So anyway, request all now accepts parameters. So in 5.5, you can do request all, but you can pass in the keys like you would normally pass into only, um, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. So I like that. That is nice. And it makes sense. Um, And there was request pick for a short while like a day in pull request land and mm-hmm. uh and then basically the request all satisfies request pick so um cool so i, I don't know what the request thing is like in 5.5 i don't know if there's still an only method or how that works but um but yeah so, so that's kind of cool and i think that's that's about it uh, somebody's trying to this may have been closed already or i don't know but somebody's trying to get um the logic for resolving automatic route model binding put into the model.php class so that any of your models like your post model mm-hmm. you could just override a method so in your post model you could have a method called resolve route binding and then you could kind of just do whatever you want to it which is kind of cool like to have the binding behavior built into the model i like that talk me through the use case for that God, i have no idea but i think i think this one might not get pulled in probably because he didn't give a use case um uh-huh. but I would think, okay, so let's say you have a post and you want something done to it before it gets passed into a controller method, you know, with automatic Mm -hmm. dependency injection. So 
maybe maybe you want to um i have nothing i don't know maybe you would want to make it i don't know decorate it in some way or like return an entirely different class like a post for dependency injected post class or something i don't know i have no clue but i'm sure there's something hmm. cool with it i i don't know all right yeah fair enough yeah so that's it that's all that's all that's all I got. That's all that happened in pull request land. That's it. Yeah. So uh, you've been hard at work. You have a you published a package. Yeah, I've been getting Ziggy with it. Ziggy with it. Yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. earlier uh, was like, "Hey, we're just checking out that new package you guys put out." Uh, and I said, "Oh, Jiggy." <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> I think we should nice. call it Jiggy. Jigsaw. Ziggy, Maybe that'll come be the on. next thing. Jiggy. I was I was telling Matt I need to now I need to make a uh, package called Zupak. Why? Get of Ziggy and Zupak. Mmm, I like that Ziggy and Zupak. That's good. Um, yeah, it's it's not great. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, We're, yeah, but yeah, I've been I've been I've been banging on that a lot. Yeah, uh, so that seems to be quite the success. Living the life of an open source maintainer. Seriously. All-star getting, status. Getting issues opened on my things. Yeah, people, right? People want to change the way my code works. Flashy lifestyle. Mm, big, fancy lifestyle. People tell me I don't have a license file. I didn't. Now I do. Okay. All right. Supposed so, to uh, any... Uh, I don't know. What What's the status here since we talked last? What's uh, What came of people's pull requests and all that? Um, so it went out, uh, a few major things changed. One thing that's actually really cool. This could actually be a topic if you're interested in this. Um, so I had, the way that it works is I had, uh, woo, <laughs> wrong Git repo. <laughs> Sorry. It was very confusing. Um, the way that it works, I had a Ziggy service provider, which registers a blade directive called routes. Um, which then returns some PHP, which echoes this script tag. The reason it returns PHP instead of just returning the script tag is because that way it doesn't get cached in the view cache, which is something that we discovered was happening. Ooh, gotcha. Yep. So Matt and I sat down and hacked together on like this very fancy thing that like hashed your routes files. Or no, it hashed your route router get routes. Mm Mm-hmm route collection that it returns okay and like after hashing it like it compared it to the one previous to see if your route file had changed and if it had then it cleared the view cache and all you had to do was just return like a callback or some some sort of php something we spent an hour on it and (laughs) we felt pretty smart like we're like well this is not a good solution but it is the smartest solution (laughs) um and we both like went away to end our day and then matt sends me a, a message that's just like we're so dumb. We're the dumbest. <laughs> like, we could have just wrapped it in PHP and everything would have been fine. Wow. So anyway, that's what we did. Good for you. Um, but anyway, uh, it goes into uh, my Blade Route Generator class, which has a generate class, okay. which basically spits out a script tag full of JavaScript. Uh, one, So it sets the named routes... Um, it now sets the base URL because someone opened an issue that said it would be nice to support like full URLs, including like yep. the domain name and stuff. Right. Uh, which seems easy at first until you realize that you can actually specify the domain in your routes. Um, right. 
and that can take parameters as well. So I had to do a little magic to make that work, um, but it now works. So anyway, it pulls in this whole like JSON object, turns it into a JavaScript object, specifies the base URL, and then it has the route function that like does stuff with all of that information. And what I wanted to do was write some tests on this route function to test that this route function does what I think it does. Yep. And more importantly, to test that when I change it, it will still do what it used to do. Yep. Um, but I was having a hard time figuring out how to do that. I was like, how do you write JavaScript tests on JavaScript that's generated by PHP? Hmm. So I posit to you, what do you think I should have done? Oh, okay. So it's a JavaScript test. Ah, I mean, it has to be Dusk or something, right? Um, okay, it's not Dusk. What's that? It's not Dusk. Not Dusk. Is there a simple answer? It is a very simple answer. Okay, so I'm thinking maybe like DOM crawler and JSON encode the output from like the script tag or like locate the script tag. All right, if you if it has to be like if you can't just test against like what's returned from the Blade directive and you have to actually. Well, you need some JavaScript to throw into some, one of these JavaScript test frameworks, right? Oh, you're so, are you testing it in JavaScript, like like a, yeah, with the JavaScript test, test the framework? JavaScript works. Yeah. Okay. So so uh, what is like? I don't want, just want to test that the that the function is what I wrote because that is right. You want to gotcha, yeah. I want to test that the function does what it's supposed Duh. to. Yeah. So I need to run the function. Okay. In JavaScript. Yep. So maybe. Because the, the the function, like the test would have to be, um, couldn't you just like unit test it? Like, couldn't you just use uh, like Karma or whatever? I get confused mm-hmm. between Jasmine and, Car- Jasmine and Karma. You could just, like, I ended use... up using Mocha, but yeah, okay. same deal. Yeah, you could just use some JavaScript unit tester where you just, you stub out the, you stub out a routes JavaScript object and then you just do unit tests on the function. Uh-huh. Is that right? Is that what you did? That is what I'm doing. Um, the smart thing to me, here's the problem I kept running into. This is why I felt smart. And Sean Jones helped me a bunch with this. We like sat and talked about all the ways I could have done it. Okay. Um, we were very close to like using PHP unit Selenium to do it. Okay. Which would have been gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, instead what we did is I just took the route function, uh, and I took it out of the PHP and I put it in a JavaScript file. Yep. And then I just file get contents that JavaScript file into my PHP when I need to return it in PHP. Okay. And now it's in a JavaScript file. And so I just nice. put a little export on it. Nice. And made it like a module. Right. And then I'm just able to like mocha test it like a standalone JavaScript. I thing. like that. But the reason I was so nervous for is like I was like, well, I could just duplicate the code twice, have it once in PHP and like once somewhere else right. to test it. But then, like, what if I forget to update the test? Or what if someone pull requests something and forgets to update the tests? And blah, blah, blah. Right. So, anyway, this was the solution. So, I have a JavaScript file getting pulled into my PHP. That's pretty sweet. It was. I felt good. I, you know? I would feel good about that. Where That's good. It was like, ooh, all right. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I don't know. It's crazy. Sweet. Um, um, yeah, there's a bunch coming down the pike. We've got a couple open issues. We're going to, uh, we haven't figured out whether we're going to whitelist or blacklist routes. That's what somebody, uh, I was overhearing a conversation in a 
exploiting whatever and somebody was like yeah well you know they're comparing it to something that symphony used to have and mm-hmm. but symphony could whitelist and blacklist routes so that so question for you what is your you know when i saw it may be in an issue or something when somebody was like well now you're just making all the routes available to anybody who wants to see them mm-hmm. what is your initial thought on something like that um i would like to say tell me why that's bad yeah okay Right. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah, that seems really bad. And I'm like, then I immediately question myself, like, why do I think that seems bad? Like, What could be bad about that? And then. Well, it could be bad if you are using security through obscurity. Yeah. Right. 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 If the security of your application depends on no one ever figuring out what your routes are, then it's bad. Yep. Right. But in that case, you have bigger problems. Truth. Um, yeah, so what's so is the solution to that problem offering whitelisting and blacklisting? And are you kind of averse to offering that right now? Here, sort of. So the solution to that problem is uh, offering some way to whitelist slash blacklist routes. Okay. Um, a couple of ways that that could go. So Lairoot, which is the other project that does this, um, they add like a middleware to route groups and so basically like if it has this middleware it gets included oh okay um i don't love that right um but that's a way that you could solve this problem yeah i would feel better about that if it was to exclude it which i'm sure exists but yeah either way yeah um the other way to do it is to have a config file with like an array of yep of routes that get included or excluded or whatever right um you could do something with like a separate file that ends up in a route group like there's ways that you could do it yep right but none of them really make me feel very happy um probably the most likely one right now is the config file really um but i still don't love that daniel yep okay i think you might have cut out um the config file so if you did the config file way i like the config file way because it's like a package convention you know to mm-hmm. publish a config file and then you know do that um but what what would the what would the keys be that you would be what for toggling these routes would mm-hmm. it be like the their name it would be their name and i'm thinking it would be a regular expression or an array of regular expressions okay you know, so basically you could say like anything that starts with posts right. gets pulled in, right? Or anything that starts with API gets yeah, pulled okay. in. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that being doable and nobody would ever but have to know about it. Yeah, well, they would have to know about it if they wanted to change it. Yeah, right. Yeah, if they care. I would say it's off by default. Right, like, yeah, that's by what default, I'm saying. we're just exposing all the routes. And like, right. if you really need it, like you can go into this config file add this thing and you're gravy yep totally but i'm a little bit averse to publishing a config file this is my real yeah issue. heard that but the the new you know vendor publish thing is is that like gooey thing which makes it a little nicer um, i don't know about that yeah oh it, it was uh taylor debuted it at laricon when you did he really yeah when you vendor publish um it now gives you like a what do you what do you call that like a command line interface i don't know whatever oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and it gives you it's like do you want to do like, this one gooey. yes or no this one yeah, yeah. yes or no and you can do that so yeah that's pretty nice 
Um, but still, publishing, like, I just, publishing anything feels kind of bad to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like if enough people are like, this is this is a security concern and it's valid, which it totally could be, like, I don't know. I'm sure they're, whatever. And they just want to whitelist and blacklist and you give them the ability. I, 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 I think, I think it's fine. If, as long as it's not, right. as long as the person who's using it doesn't have to know or care about it. It's just the people who need it. They know right. they know to look deeper and figure it out. Well, that's the thing. I might not even publish a config file. I might just tell you you can make your own config file. And, like, I will search for, like, if config Ziggy whatever is set, Whoa. then do it, right? And that way I'm not even publishing a config file. That's it's just, like, you can optionally create a config file if you want to get fancy. That's interesting. That is, like, an interesting attitude to have. Like, if, if you want this thing, you're going to have to work for it, you know? Like, yeah. you're, you're sort of expressing to them that that i'm not against that yeah like i'll document it right it'll be documented like i'll put a link in my readme that says optional or optional config settings or whatever yeah and it links to another readme file full of all of the gross stuff that i don't want to show in my main readme to confuse the wow that is hardcore my friend right but it's like that that's the whole point of this thing to me is like it just make it small and simple and do one thing nicely yep and like when you start like adding tons of lines of code for to do sure. really custom things like and publishing config files for sure like, then i don't feel very good yeah heard that i want to feel good yeah you you deserve to feel good thanks um, man i got a question for you go on the ziggy thing so and i might have voiced this to you before and i totally love ziggy as is love it just question. Mm-hmm. So when I use the route helper function in Laravel, mm-hmm. I'm I I never pass in an ID. I always pass in a model, you know? So if mm-hmm. I have route post dot show, I pass mm-hmm. in a post model because mm-hmm. I try as hard as I can to stay away from that implementation detail of the ID, you know? Sure. Um this is that Adam called it like like so appropriately referenced the refactoring book uh pass pass through whole object or something so Mm -hmm. it's kind of kind of like that similar um so anyway i I do that and i can't do that from my understanding of ziggy i can't do that with ziggy right so talk me through it so you're in javascript yep and you have like some sort of a javascript object that you're going to call a post yes okay and then you want to just like stick that on your update uh, yeah, I, I want to be able to say route. for Ziggy, I want to say route post.show and then pass through my JSON object post. Um, that would work, but only if the parameter in your route was ID. Right. So then you'd have to, well, oh, right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Which it wouldn't be ID because I would probably right. call it post. So what if you like... Well, first off, let me just pitch to you the usage, and then you tell me if you like it or you hate it. But okay. Like, in JavaScript, do you think mm-hmm. it's it's reasonable to want to be able to pass through a JSON object like you do in PHP with a route helper yes. function? Okay. In my resource client, you can do that. Okay, cool. So then, so you could, you know, just check the second parameter for, oh, interesting, because it's already an object. Um, but it, any, like, unused parameters don't break anything. Like, if you, you can throw all the extra parameters under the object you want. Right. Um, so, but, say but you I, like, I like want to be able to name it to ID or name it post. You know, I want the the thing to be named post, whatever you call it. The, uh-huh. You know? 
um, instead of ID. And so, mm-hmm. so then you'd have to build something in. And then the other thing is like, what if well, your model like, but on has, the back end, how am I supposed to know that that post is an ID? Right. I don't know. Somehow you'd figure it out. How do I know it's not like a search string or something? I mean, you would, okay, here's what you'd have to do. You would have to, you know how, you know, the get key method on a model. So uh-huh. yeah. So you would have to like store each model's key somehow. Yeah, this is getting crazy. I don't know. Well, no, it's not getting crazy. Here's what it is. It is the resource tool that we want to build. Okay. Then we will shift gears. Because what you're... See, what Ziggy does, all Ziggy does is, like, lets you use the route helper. Well, sort of. It does, but it doesn't do what I want it to do. It it doesn't do it exactly how Laravel's route helper does it right now. Hmm. Oh, because you can't pass in a post. Because you can't pass in a post. you don't really have a post. That's the thing. Usually, if I recall, I haven't worked in viewing a little bit, but... If I recall, I usually have a post. No, but I'm saying it's not really a post. It's a JavaScript post. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, I hit some endpoint. It's not, I like, get... it's not a post yeah. that you can pass into route model binding. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know. I just I feel like that's an implementation deal. I uh, an implementation detail I don't want to like see at all. The uh-huh. the route parameter name, you know? Yeah. Why don't you just name your things ID then if they're an ID? Oh, I w- because then you well then you wouldn't have. Would you have automatic route model binding? Would you sure have you would. route model binding? Yeah, your post would just be called ID. No, <laughs> <laughs> but you could type in it. You could just say post ID. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Okay, it's up to you. I, I want. I don't want to work for Ziggy. I want Ziggy to work for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Call it ID then. Call it ID. Uh, or you could just do what Adam does and just say. Uh, pass an ID. Don't type hint it. Post equals first or fail. Pass ID. an ID. Don't type hint it. Yeah, right. He does do that. Yeah, he doesn't do route model. What a cowboy! Him. What a cowboy! Just when I think, just when I think I got the right idea, he goes and does see, something. You see like how that. type hinting is ruining your life here by demanding type hinting. Well, he doesn't do that. Does he do that because he doesn't like type hints? I think I yes, don't think that's he the does case. it to avoid type hinting. Is it really? Yeah, because I said, he tweeted some screenshot, and I was like, blah, 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 and I, I responded to it, and I was like, doesn't say anything about route model binding, because he wasn't route model binding. Right. And he said, yeah, I would have, but I didn't want the type hint required, or something like that. I, I'm guessing he would acknowledge that as fetishism. It was a joke. Okay. It was a joke, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Right, right. But I think, I think the whole thing was kind of a joke. What whole thing? I think the whole point, and you'd have to ask him, and I guess we can ask him. The whole type hints thing? I think no, no, no. I think that whole scr- the whole using find or fail there, yeah. was like a. See, is it really that bad to say t- find or fail instead of having a type hint? Hmm. Maybe I I definitely don't want to see find or fail. There you go. Give me that type hint. Give me that model binding. Yeah. Leverage no, that model binding have- to new up an empty model, like I did with that store update thing. That was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So. You got another thing cooking right now. Yeah, I want to make this resource resource thing. Well, outside of the resource thing. I'm still extremely skeptical on the resource thing. Um, of course you are. You got another thing cooking. You got a PR boiling on the boiler. I'm working on a PR. Can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah let's talk about it. Um, the only reason I'm doing this PR is because of the resource thing, though. Let's be clear. Okay. Um, so what I want to do is I want to 
get routes. I want to get a list of all of the resources that exist in your app. Okay. Um, but, but resources are low-key actually just route groups right. in Laravel. Yep. And there is no way to get a list of all of the route groups that exist in your app. Because of that like group stack thing? Uh, part, yeah, because of the group stack thing. Um, so, so for when, the listeners at home, at least for me, like source diving, the routing system is kind of a mind, like, uh, I can't, mind blowing thing. Melt. <laughs> a mind melt. A mind melt. So basically, like, there's a couple classes like route, route registrar, route registrar, router, route collection, and they all kind of just pass back and forth to each other, and it gets very confusing, at least for me, about like which one is which and which one is the facade accessor and all that. So it's always confusing for me, but anytime I've had to deal with that that grouping, the like route group, like you you quickly realize that there's no such thing as a, a route group. Like there's basically these route parameters that uh, when you're inside a route group, the routes that you register, they're like they know what parameters they need because a route group was defined before it. I can't explain this yep. well, but basically th- no, that's kind of you define this very well. Yeah. Okay. So like basically like Laravel keeps a running tally of what attributes are stored in this thing, which is like when you read, like when you say route group, all these attributes, Laravel's like, okay, the next route you register within this callback, I'm going to assign these attributes to that. And then when we're out uh-huh. of it, we're done, you know? And so when, yeah. You, and then if you have nested routes, right, that's when the stack comes into play. So they have a group stack. So say right. I have like a group and then I have another group inside that. And then I define a route inside that. Yep. So that route is going to have, the attributes of both of its parent groups applied to it and so the group stack is a a place where taylor stores all of the attributes and he sort of like flattens them every time you go down a level into groups he uh basically like merges the attributes and like if a domain is set then he overrides the domain of the parent route yep right and like otherwise he just like merges the arrays right um so anyway that is the only concept of groups that exists. It's a, it's like an array of attributes that's constantly updated every time you call route group. Right. Yep. It's this flat. But there is thing. no such concept yeah. as a route group. Right. Um, yep. There is a route group.php and it's four static methods, all of which have to do with merging that array. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I didn't want. To, right. Because like that. route group, route group merge is that a function? Yep. Is that that's yep. like the biggest one, right? Like this constant. That's the big one. Like and then everywhere it's like route group merge, route group merge. I'm like, what? is this route group merge and then every time i look at merge and i get confused so tell me what is your pr my pr takes those four methods and moves them to a new class called route attributes um then it takes the name the newly freed up name route group.php and it creates an actual object um this object has an attributes array and it has a routes um, attribute called or it has our new route collection called routes so basically you have route group attributes and route group routes um, routes is just a route collection of routes that are in this route group attributes is all of the like middleware blah blah yep. blah, blah, blah right and so what I'm doing is instead of doing like this weird merge where like every time a route group is defined we do all of the science to figure out like how it should merge with the existing route groups yep I'm just popping route group objects onto the group stack okay um or not popping pushing i'm pushing route group objects onto the group stack okay um 
and then when you call when you define a route inside of a group that's when i do all of the magic to like figure out you know what method yeah. or what parameter should have priority and blah, blah 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 okay but i'm not doing it constantly so what this does is this allows me when i register a route to have that route be aware of which groups it's inside of yep um, so I can now pass those groups into the route and store them on the route. So now a route has a groups array and a group has a routes array. So route is aware of what groups it's in and group is aware of what routes are inside of it. Hmm. Um, and the only reason this works is because I'm storing these groups up to another router array called groups. So there's like a master list of groups that doesn't change depending on where you are in context of your route definitions. Yep. And then there's the group stack, which things get pushed and popped onto and off of, depending on like what f- what you know, yep. callback of route group you're inside of, right? Um, and that's basically it. And so then now I have a, like a router get groups thing that returns a list of groups. Hmm. So okay, a couple of my thoughts. First, just for the sake of like having making it easier to reason about this whole routing system. I think mm-hmm. this is a good thing. Um, it yes. seems like it seems like a good thing. So I'm with it. But uh, and there's no but because I'm with it. But like mm-hmm. on top of that, I have this question of like, why? Like, why do you want route groups? And then you're so you're saying and but all right. So you said you want route groups because route resources are just route groups. Right. So it sounds like maybe maybe you want to attack the resource thing, right? Like the route groups thing. But I can't attack that until I attack groups. Okay, and then after that, you could still attack that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I I'd... could just, like, you could literally just add, like, a Boolean is resource to a group. Or you could have, okay. like, a resource name attribute so what add is to a the group. Problem? Like, why is this a problem? Like, the, 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 the way things are right now, what is the problem? What is stopping you from doing something with resources? Uh, so I want to know, basically... What even if I haven't defined them using route resource, right? If I have route groups that include only resource methods, okay, right? Yeah, I want to call that a resource. Wow, right? So say I have a route group that has. I'm not going to do it in his code. I'm going to do it in my own code. Okay. Um, but if I have a route group that has like you know a show and an update method, right? Yep, and no other methods in that route group. Yeah, yeah. Then and it's called post, Okay. then I'm going to call that a post resource. Yep. Similarly, if I have something with API resource or resource that is created that's called comment, I'm going to call that a resource as well. Hmm. Um, and so I should be able to, by filtering router get groups, I should be able to determine what resources exist in my app. Okay. Yeah. And once I've done that, I can pass them down and because I have access to a resource client and I know how uh, resource routes are structured and I know, you know, what types of parameters resource methods on controllers take, I can basically build like auto wire all of that stuff that you're talking about about like wanting to pass in a post into something and all of that. Right. I can build that into JavaScript where I can just have like the concept of these resources as like 
fully qualified objects in JavaScript, right? The reason I say you don't have a post in JavaScript, you have a JavaScript post, is because there's no way to like auto wire that post into a Laravel post, right? So what we need is like all of the auto wiring that says like, oh, you're a resource. I know how resources behave. Here's your name. So I can look up what model you are. And like, here's all the methods that are on your resource controller and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little lost. I, I, that's fine. Yeah. I think I would need to see like the implementation of it. I guess I, yeah, well, I don't, I don't have it totally there. Right. So let me be clear. This is not like a fully thought out magical wonderland yet, but I do know there's a few things that I definitely want. Yeah. Right. Which is like, I want to say like posts equals resource posts. And then I want to be able to say something along the lines of like, you know, posts index and then just get the collection or, you know, posts. Are you talking in JavaScript right now? Like Yeah, I'm talking JavaScript. Okay. And so it, it includes knowledge of all of the resources that exist and then hopefully their relationships, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, but mainly knowledge of all the resources that exist with that resource client that I have. So it's like a combination of that resource client I built with Ziggy, where if Ziggy, instead of returning just named routes, returned resource grouped routes. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Sort of. Yeah, I, I do. I think I, I would just need to see like the problem, like why things can't be auto-wired right now. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I definitely, I get a little excited ever. when you talk about this resource stuff in JavaScript, like not having to ever worry about like endpoints and things like that. That's, that's yeah. pretty dope. That's, that's the key. Like not having to the key. know endpoints. Well, okay. And like, here's the dirty little secret. GraphQL. Yeah. Right. All of this is not as good as GraphQL. Okay. And so while I am really excited about like all of these like restful resource endpoints in in uh, in Laravel and JavaScript and like working together on those two things, like that's all really cool. And like, you know, I hope people start doing that instead of doing like Axios calls in right. their React components or whatever. Yeah. But like all of this is going to be completely obliterated by GraphQL. Like there are no endpoints anymore there's just an api like everything is just like the api knows all the api understands the relationships wow but it's it's crazy next episode you should pitch to me graphql i don't know much about we'll it we'll do um, it's crazy so like that's the thing is like i'm building this thing mostly because i don't think laravel people are going to use graphql for a long time mostly because they're so wedded to view and the view world isn't as into graphql as the react world is okay but like GraphQL is the thing, dude. All right. And like someone needs to build like a really good Laravel implementation. I've seen some implementations that are okay, but they're not like super pretty. Okay. But it could take over the world and like rest could be gone. <laughs> yeah. It anyway. sounds cool. Um it's super cool. I actually just remembered that I I have a topic at some point. Um have you ever heard of the state pattern? Not the state. The, um, not the state pattern. It's like, um, a st- it's it started as like a Ruby gem, a Rails gem called State Machine. But uh, uh-uh. you know what? I'm I'm just gonna stop. We'll talk about it next this is time. A topic. It's next pretty time. Pretty sweet. I'm pretty pumped about it. There's already Laravel packages, but I want to make my own. 
Um, anyway, cool. can I pitch you a string helper or do we got to go? Uh, you have less than one minute and 30 seconds. Go. Okay. String helper. Um, so you know the common pattern that is our trim when you pass in a path and then mm-hmm. you pass in a slash and then you concatenate on a slash at the end. What that does mm-hmm. is it normalizes the path to always have a slash at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you seen that before? Yes, like, we had it in Ziggy. Okay, you see this R trim business all over the place and L trim uh-huh. for like like uh, right trim, prefixing. left trim. Yeah, but mostly, most times I see it, it's the right trim in the context of a path, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is a pattern. I want to see if they're like, I, I would love to, I think I tweeted this, like I want to do like a, a PR. PR this is a string helper, but I can't think of a good name. So there's already string starts with, which is like, mm-hmm. does this string start with? So I was like, well, it could be string start with, but that would be lame because it's super close to that. So a couple other, I'm probably like stepping on other people because other people probably it's recommended this force stuff. Pre- force prefix or force suffix. That's not bad. That's string not bad. String force prefix, string force suffix. That's not bad. Um, I actually... Unless you want to say insure. Right. Prefix, so I don't want to say insure because it sounds so like, yeah, like, like it sounds so like spineless, you know, um, mm-hmm. but, but I like it. Insure is what I'm after. Um, here's what I came up with. And mm-hmm. Let me know. Um, this is just for the R trim. What do you think about a method called tail? So helper function called tail. You just pass in path and then you pass in the tail. It makes me think that you're going to output the log. Damn it. That was, I, I like, can I say damn it? Uh, I was so, I, I was so. so pumped about this. I was like tail. That's it. I was so excited. And, uh, not short, not long after I thought you know i'm still excited about it honestly but i feel like it's just not going to get past everybody else who's going to be complaining that tail okay. is a common bash but if command it's string underscore tail well so that was yeah what do you think about string underscore tail the problem with string I like underscore it if tail you also add string underscore head it, so that there's not a second right but then it's like string underscore head what is head uh, it seems more i don't like string underscore head so maybe string underscore tail should just never i like be. string head really yeah, I feel like string there's. Head, string tail. I feel like head is such a common word used in the context of strings or like headers, uh, head like head of a body, head of like a piece of text. Uh, I don't know. Part of me just feels like it's doesn't like string tail tells you what it does. String head doesn't tell you what it does unless you know that string tail exists. You know what I'm saying? String mouth. String mouth. I did. I started going down that road. I'm like, well, what's the opposite of a tail? String, string nose. Uh, yeah, I stopped that. So I don't know. String tail is pretty sweet, though, right? String forked hissy lizard tongue. <laughs> that's 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 uh, every string is a komodo dragon. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, it, so I, I don't know. It's a forty minute episode. How do you feel about this forty minute episode? Uh, you well, I feel like we had to really, really, really bring it back to the. The string helper functions. <laughs> string helpers. That is our core competency here. Exactly. At 20% of our felt practice. like we were getting a little too deep and we needed to just come up. <laughs> come it's up like, what air. is this? What is this router you're talking about? Yeah. Can we, exactly. can we make some string Yeah, functions? let's just talk, let's keep talking about. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, 40 minutes, huh? 40 minutes. This is a, <laughs> 42, really. This is a new world for us. <laughs> oh. Oof. Oh. Seriously. Bingo. 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 Well, you think they're ever going to say that it was too Stop long? Us? They never do. They never do so far. Nobody, like, not one person has hinted. They're always like, just keep going. Should we do 50? No, we can't do 50. 
I don't think. I'm do you have anything to say? I have nothing to say. <laughs> I literally have nothing to say. We could come up with something, though. You know. I feel like we could. Um. I don't know. Got nothing. Got nothing. Forty minutes. Got nothing. Bingo, no bingo. Config files. No one likes config files. Nobody likes. We. Could, you know what I want to do one of these times? I want to talk about feelings. I just want to talk about. <laughs> I do. Let's let's talk about it. I want to talk about feelings. We like, got eight. We got eight minutes until we're at fifty. So go ahead and talk about your feelings until you're wait. What? What? You just cut up for a second. Until we hit fifty minutes. Right. Yeah. I don't know if we should do fifty. But what? let's just tease the next episode. I feel like we need to just talk about our feelings towards different parts of Laravel and code. You know? The, re- the episode is just going to be called feelings. Exactly. And we just, I, I just like name a word, like config, and you're like, and then you just go off like, oh, I hate do you config know, files or something. Do like you know that. the philosophical concept of ethical emotivism? Uh, of course. Okay. I good. don't at all. Just, Tell me. Oh, ethical emotivism. It, well, it's, it's kind of right there in the name. Um, naming things, you know, but uh, it's Hashtag. basically the idea that uh, morality is not like a real thing. And when we say that something is good or evil, yeah, what we're really saying is like if I say like sharing is good, yeah, then what I'm saying really is like hooray for sharing. Yeah, I advocate for sharing. And no, I'm not even advocating it. I'm just expressing a positive emotion about mm. sharing. Okay. And when I say like stealing is evil. What I'm really saying is like boo stealing. Okay. And I don't know. It's just like an interesting thing. Well, I think it applies word? really well. What is em- it? Ethical emotivism. Oh. So anyway, I think it kind of applies well in like programming where like people like to make these like ethical things out of things because of their feelings. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel like we need to just be straight up about the feeling thing. Feelings. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, All right. I'll be Good seeing episode. you. Shout out to Jared White for providing this music. <laughs>